Hi everybody, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. It's Joel and Andy, and today we're talking about what are your non-negotiables? Andy, non-negotiables, what the hell are you talking about? What are your non-negotiables in life and in business? So, uh, non-negotiables, what must happen to move your life and or your business forward? Got deep, isn't it? I've got a good one to start. Oh, go on. Uh, and Sean, if you're listening, I know you like the podcast, shout out. Don't drink cup of soup. Uh, no. Mine is, I must always walk the dog in the morning, rain or shine. Ah, why is that for Sean? Uh, he, he was asking me why, and, and we were talking about uh, mindset techniques and stuff, and I said, well, it just gets me focused, gives me perspective, um, means the first thing I'm doing in the morning is I'm firefighting emails or whatever. Um, and also, it's bloody good for the dog. So, But interestingly, over time, I've realised it's better for me than it is for the dog. Um, and that's actually a much more motivating, uh, although you should be selfless and be like, oh, well, the dog needs a walk. It's cruel not to walk him. Actually, when you get it into your head, I need a walk. I need to freshen up. I need to listen to a podcast or whatever whilst I'm doing that walk. But if it's the middle of winter, mm-hmm. it's persisting down mm-hmm. and it's minus five degrees mm-hmm. and you didn't have George, would you be out there walking? Well... In all, in all truth, I'm not sure, but I did have a spell pre-George where I walked 5K a day to start my day every day, um, and it, it was great, and I don't know why I stopped, but now I do have George. I do it. I'd like to think if George wasn't around, I'd, I'd still have to have something. It might, it might be swimming or gym, or, but the, I think it's very good to start the day with some movement and something where your head isn't solely focused on your worries so that you can start your creative thinking yeah so um our neighbors clive and pauline um they're in their 80s -hmm. fit as you like um and yeah they walk they haven't got dogs um they don't really like animals um but they walk up to the village hall and back probably at least three four times a day just getting their steps in do they yeah every day so usually i'll see clive walking past at least about seven half seven in the morning when I'm back from my dog walk, um, he'll always go every evening. Um, and yeah, they're, they're both lean as you like and just getting their, getting their activity in. That's really good. Cause I think, I think like you, I'd be like, Oh, okay. It's really, and that's come rain or shine. Whereas I might be, well, I haven't got any dogs, so yes. I, I won't bother, but obviously Gold. I've got two dogs and they're, they are so ingrained in their routine now. It would cause them anguish if the first thing I didn't do when I got up was walk them. Yeah. See, my, my favourite conditions to walk in is a cold, clear day. Mm. I, I love a cold, like very cold, but clear and dry. That That's my favourite. Uh, I don't really like sunny. It, I don't like feeling sweaty. And But but yeah, when it's chucking it down in rain or sleet, it's pretty, sometimes you have to, you do question yourself. Well, I've written here my notes and believe it or not, podcast listeners, we do sometimes have notes. Um, without non-negotiables, you are letting external forces determine your day. So Ooh. you've already raised the point about you getting in the zone, getting a headspace. I'm going to come on to emails later. But I think a lot of people, you know, uh, if, you, if you haven't read Robin Sharma, I, I urge you to do so because one of his phrases is about owning your morning. Own your morning, elevate your life. And I think non-negotiables, a lot of them can be done first thing because life day-to-day grind shit does happen. But when you first wake up, 
if you've got certain processes in place, you really can take control of your morning. And like you and me, we both get up, walk the dogs. No one can get in the way of that. We haven't given time to. Both of us every day have got more done before 10 o'clock than we get done in the rest of the day. And I'm I'm not ashamed of that. That's it's good. Well, it's like when you say to say to some of our coaching clients, you know, when you first meet them, they, they, they just find that they're, they're just existing, going around in circles. And I say, well, you're going around in circles because you don't know where you're going. Mm. So if you don't know where you're going, of course you're going to fucking go around in circles. So the first thing we do with our coaching clients, we map out a 12-month strategy and then we break it down into actionable 90-day game plans. So then, right, this is where I am now. This is where I want to be in 90 days. This is where I want to be in 180 yeah. days. And then you've got something to work towards. But to to follow that line, you do need certain things in place that you can't move on. Otherwise, again, these external forces will pull you off course. Yeah, you have to have those markers. And interestingly, when we get into those conversations, it, it always relates back to their real lives. So they have all these ideas about where they want their business to be. But then you ask them why, and it's like, oh, because that will make the bank manager happy. Well, why? Because there'll be money in the bank. Well, why? Because income will be up. And what does that mean for you? Well, my kid can go to private school, or we can go on an extra holiday a year, or can move to a nicer house, or um, I'm able to pay for my dad's treatment, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it get it gets really interesting then, because... Some of those things, like, for example, sending your kids to school or paying for your dad's treatment or care home or whatever, they're non-negotiables. Mm. They're things that have to happen. My kids won't pay for my care home, they said. Really? Mm. I'm sure Emma sold it to me. Like, we have kids they will look after us when we're old. Both of our two have said, no, wipe, wipe your own arse. <laughs> he said it's really dark then. I was like, just go to Switzerland, that'll teach them. But- <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Emma's already got me booked in one way. Yeah. Belgium as well now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be everywhere by the time we reach that age, won't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, let's let's quick took, took quick, a turn. Make a joke. Took, make a, a joke. Turn, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've written down some examples here of what you might want to consider having as uh, your marketing non-negotiables. Mm. What must you do in your marketing to move you forward? So, these are some of the things that we have in our business, and hopefully, this is going to be of interest to to both of our listeners. Nice. So. Um, no, what we on with yeah, thousands of downloads a month now, isn't it? The podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent, excellent. We're not just like smiling at a girl in the dark, thousands and thousands of an episode. Bloody hell, awesome! Thanks, everyone. Um, oh, if anyone's thinking about doing a podcast, I mean, obviously, depending on your, your commitment and the industry you're in, definitely worthwhile as long as you give it time. So, the fir- for the first six months, our podcast did nothing measurable and then it snowballed. Um, but I think a lot of people would have given up by six months. People oh, give yeah. up on their marketing too quickly, which is a whole other podcast. We, we bring this up so much when we're talking to people and talking to each other now. Oh, I was just chatting to someone and they said they listened to episode 93. And I mean, if I'm honest, I have no idea what episode 93 was about. So I have to say, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was good, talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one, that one, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh, 97 was my favorite. Yeah. Um, so, right, marketing non negotiables. First, I've written down. Um, and I'd ask anyone to consider doing this in their business, spend the first hour of their working day on their marketing exclusively, door shut, phone off, must not be disturbed uh, unless there's a fire. Um, Working, I I think marketing, well, it's so important that if you're getting distracted all the time, you're just not going to focus properly. So if you're trying to devise, I don't know, a Facebook ad campaign, it needs 100% of your attention, mm. not 90%. So to spend an hour a day uninterrupted on your marketing is one of my top non-negotiables. It must happen. And I find it handy to do. Again, first thing 
in my working day because then that me because the longer something goes on the more likely something is to that's going to yeah, crop up yeah. or and you, stop me from doing you it. squeeze the time it needs yeah i think uh, for me so once i'm in work mode um i'll, I'll make a coffee that's just what i always do make a coffee and i go through code breaks ads on our different platforms line by line and just check everything's where it needs to be and i mean it's not even an hour's exercise that it's 20 minutes but but it's just a very very important exercise to make sure all the spend's going in the right place things going in the right direction and it gets me in the right mindset for how to think not just for code break for but for our clients where if my first thing was fire up my email bob's been in touch and he doesn't think that the about page on his website is getting enough views. Shit. I need to sort External out Bob's about page, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, hugely important. Um, because, I mean, we joke about the yellow pages a lot. But again, that almost did used to be someone's idea of marketing. And to be honest, for some, it was brilliant. Put my hand in the yellow pages, that's it, done for 12 months, brilliant. But with digital ads now people we speak to are still surprised where we're in them every day. Mm. And yeah, that's what we do for our clients' ad accounts as well. Every day, one of the team is in every client's ad account going through what needs tweaking, what needs turning off, what needs changing, so we can uh, give them the lowest cost per action. So to run digital ads properly, yeah, it's it's a daily non-negotiable. Yeah, if, if, if we only had one employee that could do ads... It would be a full time job yeah. just to yeah. just to go through them. So, if anyone out there is running a digital ad campaign and you're not checking uh, the back end once a day, then give us a call. Yeah, and obviously, if you're spending significant sums, you need to be checking more than once a day. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, digital ads are amazing when they're done correctly. If they're not done correctly, then they're just a leaky bucket, losing your money. Mm. Uh, so, another non-negotiable I got. Um, I've got to send at least one email or post one video a day. And uh, email marketing, that's another one that uh, people say to us, oh, yeah, yeah, I do, uh, you know, I send emails out to my database. Oh, right, brilliant. How often do you do that? Oh, uh, 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 once every two months, uh, once once a month, um, when I remember. And it's like, well, if ever you think email marketing shit, that's why. Because mm. it's not just about the content, it's about the frequency as well, again, to cut through the noise. So so that's a daily non-negotiable for me. One e- Get one email out or share a video through, you know, uh, our Instagram or our free Facebook group. Um, and it's just yeah, to, to to help people, to get my face out there and to serve our community well, to give them information free of charge to move them or their business forward. Mm, yeah. um, and that's, that's an important one because I think, um, especially when it comes to email, a lot of people think that every email you do has to be a sell. And of course, have a sell in there. You know, people, if you are sharing your advice free of charge, then people can't be shocked to have a sell there. doesn't have to be financial, though, does it? No, no, cool. No, absolutely. Um, but if all your emails are like just shouting, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, again, that's probably why they're not working for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one, I've got ads check. Done that one already. Um, also say, yeah, daily one, always have a story running. Uh, Instagram is my preferred platform. Um, sort of, sort of leads on, I guess. Which which platforms should you use? Because you can't be everywhere. You can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. So this is tricky. Uh, and the the truth is, the biggest opportunity out there right now is for people on TikTok, but it takes a lot of work. So it's a growing platform. If you're willing to post three or four times a day 
with the right hashtags, with content that's broken up so that there are transitions in it, because if you just do flat videos, it doesn't work. Um, you will gain traction over time, but it's a hell of a commitment. Equally, LinkedIn is still a bit like the Wild West. If you're willing to post every day, engage with others, reply to the comments on your posts, you will gain traction. Where, where not many clothes? That seems to be popular. That seems to be popular on LinkedIn now. But but you will you will gain traction. And uh but again, it's a lot of work. If you're doing a lot of paid advertising like we are, and predominantly through Facebook who own Instagram, it's really important that if someone was to come and check you out on Facebook or Instagram that you've got quality content that provides value but seems authentic. That doesn't take as much work as the other two I've just described, but is an effective route. If you want to have success organically with Instagram and Facebook, you've got to have one hell of a hook. That you, They are hyper-competitive platforms now, and there's a lot of noise. And unless you've come up with something that's definitely going to go viral, it's going to be really tough to build organic traction from scratch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, every client we help, their success is underpinned by digital ads. Because organic is great. Like you say, yeah. you can't have people going to check you out. And I know maybe they go to your website and they see that you've got a blog. Oh, brilliant. What's the most recent blog about? Oh, they last blogged a year ago. You've potentially done more harm than good. So if people, you know, if you're telling everyone to, oh, check me out on on the Instagram, check me out on LinkedIn, mm. and they go... All right, last posted three weeks ago. Well, I'll go off elsewhere then. Yeah, and don't I'll, I'll, I'll give an shit. example of someone we know who's successful with organic. Won't say his name. He he runs webinars for a, for a trading platform, and you know he, he he's regularly turning over a decent five figure income um, from using organic to get people into his webinars. However, and there's a big however on this. He's single-handedly the best face-to-face networker I've ever seen. So I'm offended now. He goes Am into, I the second best? He goes into a room. Third? Makes, oh. and, and the first example I saw of it often was at a mastermind at the Belfry, where he went round the room and shook everyone's hand and introduced himself and was just so pleasant. And I thought, and he's quite a young guy, and I thought, bloody hell, that, that's ballsy and impressive. And then I saw him in another room in a different environment where it was more of like um, a training environment. And he did it again. He sat by everyone that day, introduced himself. You can see him getting his phone out, connecting with them. And so he might argue that he's done everything through organic social, but he hasn't. He's he's a tremendous face-to-face networker, and he's willing to put the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. miles in to build that rapport. That's, that's a really good point. I suppose there there are the people who they want the organic success by literally being sat on their ass, yeah. doing a couple of posts a week, and then saying, "Oh, organic shit!" It's like this guy sweats. Yeah, yeah, he sweats for it. And equally, if you speak from the stage and you're very good at it, and then you only did organic behind it, you will have some success because it your your investment is in the stage time, or your investment is in the face to face networking, where we choose for our investment to be in paid ads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, another one I've got, sort of touched upon already, and a lot of this does come down to the morning, uh, and that 
depends on what time of day your morning starts because that's almost irrelevant really it's not about getting up at four or five or six it's whatever works for you but we're talking first thing when you do get up um i'm not checking emails until 10 a.m um now i've gone one step further and i've offloaded my email i've offloaded my emails totally so the team look after my emails now because email is is one of the biggest if not the biggest killer of productivity ever and you know at the beginning we talked about the external forces pulling you in their direction if the first thing you do when you wake up is check your emails well you're just setting yourself up for a fall yeah so I've, i've got an interesting point on this um I, I'm not sure that not getting up early is a great idea. Um, and I don't mean you have to be in the 5am club or the 4am club or whatever. Quarter past five. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're rolling out of bed at nine o'clock, the problem you're going to have as a business owner is that's when all the noise starts. So the phones start ringing at nine o'clock or half past eight the email starts pinging at nine o'clock. Uh, the door starts going. The postman starts showing up. Uh, the cars are on the road. There's a lot more distractions between nine and five than there are between six and nine. So if you are one of those people that, for whatever reason, doesn't have the team or the discipline to not check your emails or not answer the phone, or um, a really good way to get shit done is get up early and crack your big tasks before everybody else is. What are your classes early then? Well, I mean, if you can get up at seven and get up, not press snooze, and get yourself, you know, get yourself out for a walk, get your headphones on, listen to a podcast, whatever it, it might be, you'd be amazed how much you can do between seven and nine. The average person in the UK gets up at 7.35. So no. by that rationale, seven o'clock sounds like a lion to me, but you're already 35 minutes ahead of everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and obviously those people then have still got an hour to get ready and sort their shit out. So that's an hour and a half of un, uninterrupted time that you potentially have. Now, I'm roughly a six o'clock riser at the moment. Uh, I vary between five and six. I don't I just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um And yeah, like t- today, I, I genuinely did more work between half past six and half past eight than I have done since. I, we've achieved a lot recording this podcast now, but... Yeah. Well, one of our non-negotiables, me and Emma, is yeah, our phones never come upstairs. And mm. that's always been the case. Because it'd be too tempting. It's like me. It's like, you know, there are people who can have a box of biscuits in the house and those who can't. And I'm the latter. Because if there's a box, a box of biscuits in the house... You eat it all. I, I, I want them. Yeah, same as me. Yeah. And that's why, you know, people come around for a cup of coffee at our house. They're very disappointed. They haven't got a nice biscuit to go with it. But... To have your phone in your bedroom, for it to be the last thing you look at that, you know, the science shows that will disrupt your sleep, to be the first thing you look at, the first thing you do is check your emails, check what people are up on Instagram, which basically is probably, you're going to see loads of people looking happier and, and slimmer than you. That ain't the way no. to, to kickstart your day. Do you want to know something that argues this point, but it's interesting? Go on. Gary V starts every day by looking at his phone. But you can believe it with him. It's. Is he just saying that to be different? Because everyone else, literally everyone else is like, that's not how you start your day. I think he has an aura about him where he is very good at not being affected by what he will then see on his phone. I mean, I mean obviously, Gary Vee 
isn't going to be checking his phone to have emails no, from no, Bob yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. why exactly. is my website traffic down? Exactly. But, he he will be thinking about things like his latest TikTok video and uh, like the floor price of his NFT project and stuff. He's not, he's not mm-hmm. jumping on there to, like you say, check his emails and his missed calls. Um, and the people that have access to him there through WhatsApp or whatever are certainly going to be his inner circle. So it's different. It, it, that is different. Um, but just it, just interesting to say that you, with, in terms of non-negotiables, there aren't any right or wrongs. It's no. what it's what works for you. Yeah, no, this is right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's very. I think nine out of ten people don't have the discipline or the team to operate like Gary yeah. Vee does. What about what do you say about the people who say, "Oh, no, Joel, I, I'm so important. I, I need emails on my phone." Just how long has it been since we had emails on our phone? I mean, years. Oh yeah, it's been two years since either of us had emails on our phone, and this year we've not got email. But um, it's very if you're if you're a solopreneur, which a lot of our listeners are, there is no option but to have access to email somewhere. Mm. Having it on your phone, I'm not sure that's that great. If you know, if someone sent you an email that's that important, they should have called you or sent you a voice note or something. So it's it's just about if you're a solo operator in particular, or maybe you're a specialist in a in a business, can you compartmentalize your day so that you can focus on the things you need to do? And if the answer is no, then then something's got to give. Yeah. And that might be putting your phone in flight mode for two hours a day whatever it is but something's got to give um and and, you know (laughs) one of our mentors doesn't give a shit about his email and he's got email on his phone he's got thousands of unread emails it just doesn't bother him and if that's the case fine but then then maybe telephone call interruptions bother you so put your phone in flight mode whatever it is yeah absolutely another thing we've got along the same lines and non-negotiable is that is limiting access to ourselves because we've yeah. both felt the pain in the past of making ourselves too accessible because we just start up in business. Uh, people call us on a Sunday. Yeah. Call me on Christmas day. I don't, and, and maybe you do need to do that to start a business. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's not just scalable because you're training people from day one. So they can, they can contact you. They've got carte blanche to contact you whenever, whenever they want. And so now if people, you know, say if a client wants to speak to me, well, that, that's, that's great. You've got my diary link, so you can literally book in where I will give you my undivided and attention for 20 minutes. That one's a really tricky one to get your head around, but it's right. And our team struggle with it too, because our accessibility is, is defined by our diaries at Codebreak. And if we've given someone our diary link, that means that we want them to have access to us. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We want you to have access to us. You have to respect that if we're not available at, at the time that you wanted, it's because we're either focusing on another client or focusing on an important task. And that that's just that's how it is. Unless it's an emergency, and there's very few emergencies in marketing, um, that's just that's how it has to be. And, and it's it's very tricky because I think... Certainly in my early career, uh, there was this culture of uh, the customer is always right, was part, part of it. But if the phone rings, you jump. 
And with how complex digital marketing can be now, if every time the phone rang, I dropped what I was doing to go and firefight whatever it might be or answer a new inquiry or you would some of the campaigns we run wouldn't be possible because they require focus and what's it say is it 18 minutes or 20 i can't remember to get back into to the get zone. back into the zone that's why the first non-negotiable i said about the working one hour a day uninterrupted on your marketing yeah absolutely because if if you are hip deep in the middle of a facebook ad campaign and then the phone rings you answer it then your phone beeps and you answer it. then someone knocks at the, all that kind of stuff going on you're just not, especially if you're doing client work, mm. you're not giving the clients the, the, the level of service. They deserve. That they deserve, absolutely. So, and that perfect example you gave, that if you're working for a client, is it fair to allow another client to interrupt them? Well, they wouldn't like it done to them. Yeah. So that's why I mean, using a diary like that way works for us. So I guess what I'm saying is that maybe ask yourself, do you make yourself too accessible? And if the answer is yes, there are options. And, and the beauty of the way we manage our accessibility is now I can travel. Say, for, for example, recently I've been to America. I can, let, I can tell my diary that, and I'm still accessible. So if someone needs a call, it's like, well, these two hours every day, I'm going to be in my mm-hmm. hotel. There's a window where we can still speak, where historically that would have been Joel's out of the office for yeah. a week or Joel's out of the office two weeks. So actually, it... You're limiting your accessibility in terms of 24-7 access, but per- perhaps you're making accessibility more manageable. So actually, you can you can look after people better. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Um, the last one I've got um, is outreach. Oh, people might not like this. This is a marketing podcast, not a sales podcast, but I'm not talking about selling. I'm talking reaching out to at least three people a day. That's a non-negotiable for me. So that could mean picking up the phone, but it yeah. could mean sending a whatsapp it could be sending a voice note it could be sending a video note um and and sometimes maybe that is to sell to upsell but also it could be just just to say hello to send a voice note or a video note to someone saying hey i haven't spoke for ages hope all's well you know we're going to glasgow for a conference um in early, a few weeks August, yeah. so yeah so drop a few people say hey, hope you're going see you there um just saying hello because people just really don't do that anymore so it's a good opportunity. One, so you, one, you don't forget how to use the bloody phone, which is a dying skill. Um, but also, I think people just, there's not enough touch points in business now. You don't hear off someone for ages. Then they call you up and they're just trying to sell you something. They want something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, it's really important um, to make time for that because it's one of those things that's easy to brush off. And even like with your client list, there's, just a case of like, oh, just dropping you a voice note because I heard the good news or, you know, I just wanted to drop you an email to say thank you for sending that card or like, it doesn't take much, but the impression it leaves. Uh, we, we had one recently and it's not to, not, it wasn't us, but uh, a client came to see us and uh, at the same time, our ops manager had just come back from America because she'd been to see family and she brought back these like, um, peanut brittle chocolate type things and uh and the client said oh they're like peanut lion bars and uh she's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> basically the following day a whole box of peanut lion bars came in the post because he'd remembered and then reached out now i'm not saying he gets special treatment as a client but caitlin our ops manager certainly doesn't mind talking to him now. yeah so yeah 
those little things, isn't it? And I said to make a phone call, to send a, a voice note, send a quick video note. It's easy to do. It doesn't cost anything either. But it's still, because it requires a little bit of effort, that's enough to chat most of your competitors from doing it. So you've missed one off your list, I think. I'm well, gonna, go on. I'm going to pull you up on it. Because you definitely It's do, not a comprehensive list. You definitely do it, but I that don't know moan. if you consciously do it anymore. Play pool. You do uh, something kind for someone every day. That's in my journal, yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I actively notice you do it, and sometimes you, you obviously... You've done it away from the office or whatever it might be. But, uh, but tell me why you do that. This is going to sound really weird to people now who don't use a diary, but unless it's written down, I'll just forget. Yeah. So I journal every day, as you know, and for our coaching clients, they get our own stay hungry journal because if it doesn't get, you know, if it gets written down, it'll get done. Um, so one of the things in my journal is, all right, who, who can I reach out to today to be kind, to say hello, to make a difference? And it makes me think, right, who who hasn't had a cuddle for a while, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just write their name down. And then I know the day that's there as a visual prompt to remind me, you must do this. Now, that might sound a bit robotic to some, but the fact is, if I don't write it down, how the fuck am I supposed to remember? Oh, oh, I'll just reach out to anyone. And then there's almost no structure. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like structure because, again, I get more things done that way. So it's like just one of my daily tasks. Um who am I going to call today? Who am I going to say hello to? So something, it could be my mum. Maybe I haven't seen my mum for a few days. So write it down, must reach out to mum. And then I'll then I'll do it. Um, I think journaling or keeping a diary, whatever you want to call it, that physical act of not, not typing something in, of writing something down. These are my goals for today. This is what I'm thankful for. The, you know, at the end of the day, write down your three wins. I'm like, Oh, well, it's been a shit day. I haven't won anything. No, I've got to do this because my mentor will hold me accountable. Oh, well, I I did a 5K dog walk this morning. Yeah, That's, yeah. A lot of people probably couldn't do 5K. I'll write that down. And maybe, um, so one day recently, I wrote, um, sat down and had lunch in the office with Caitlin. Just sandwich. She was eating her like weirdy raw mushroom salad thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a win. That was nice to be able to sit down yeah. and just spend some uninterrupted time. But unless I had that section in my journal, I wouldn't do it. And I'll just think, oh, that's a shit day. Didn't win anything. Well, you did. You just need to look a bit harder some days than others. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I'm doing a session with the team on that tomorrow. But Nice. Excellent. Well, I'd say, I mean, obviously it's not just business life. I mean, one, one of my life sort of non-negotiables is that Emma and I must have a date lunch or a date visit once a week. So it could be a cinema could be a sandwich, could be lunch out, could be shopping, whatever, but once a week have some kind of date activity. Nice. What about you? With Hannah? Hmm. Or, or George, or or just you, outside of work. So, um, I obviously have my daily dog walk that's, that's set in stone. Uh, I do my three wins every day like, like you do. It's really important. Some, you know, it can really vary. Some days it can be we won 50 grand worth of business. Other times it can be the dog was really pleased to see me when I got home. It, you know, but mm. sometimes just snapping out of it and focusing on the positives makes a makes a massive difference. Uh, I always have to do half an hour's reading a day. Um, mm, okay. So, and that... that you what are you reading at the moment? Um, I am reading two things at the moment. So I'm reading a book called Mindset and I'm reading a book called Anarchy. Um, both about mindset, actually. But... Okay. Um, but that's, you know, there was a spell when we were on holiday where I thought I'm not going to read any self-help or business books uh, just just to like 
settle. So I did mm-hmm. crosswords instead. Oh, okay. So half an hour crosswords every day. But just to keep my mind ticking. Never yeah. any fiction? I, 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 used to, I used to really be into like crime thrillers and stuff. Um, but I think once you've read five or six, you start to notice the patterns. And so uh, I went off those. I read um, a lot of King Arthur type, Arthurian legend fiction when I'm on holiday. But I kind of save it for when I'm on a break rather than because it's a bit takes you out of the picture a little yeah. bit sometimes. Uh, Fair enough. But yeah, it's it's all those things like uh, Hannah and I always sit down for dinner together every evening. That's and obviously unless we're not there, but that's just set in stone, no phones, dinner together, um, and we you know we're really good in terms of making sure we still go on dates together, go out for meals together. Um, walk the dog together sometimes. Just it's all those little things that amount to a lot. It's all about. <clears throat> I mean, this word probably feeds in all our podcasts. That word control. You've got to take control of that stuff, even if it is spending time with your loved one, <clears throat> walking the dog, checking your ads, whatever it might be. It's about putting you in the driving seat because there are always other things and other people out there who will want to detract you from that. Again, maybe not even maliciously, but everyone is a bit selfish. I want you to do this for me, Joel. Well, that might not fit in with what you've got planned, and I can't encroach upon that. But when it comes to prospects, when it comes to customers, like you said about the customers always right, even though, you know, that's fucking obviously old hat in our book now. There are a lot of people out there who still think that way. It's like the art of saying no, which I think we've done a podcast about already. It, it is about making sure that, you know, the sacrifices you make to run your own business, one of the perks, as I see it, is like, right, well, I've got more control over my life than people who are employed. You know, I haven't mm. got anyone telling me what to do, well, obviously, apart from Emma. And so... There's always someone. Well, there's always, yeah, there's always someone, the tax man. So, but a lot of it, I believe, does come back to starting your day right. And yeah, I, I agree with you, not the earlier the better, but yeah, getting up at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you're missing a bit of opportunity because of, like you say, all the other noise that starts around yeah, nine o'clock. and that whole control, the controllables thing. So, like, <clears throat> I, I used to be, certainly, was a control freak, and it actually did more harm than good, where now uh, it's much more about controlling the controllables, so I focus on the things I can control so that I don't feel out of control, which is very different to being a control freak. Um, and it's interesting because when you get yourself into and by no means mastered this but at the moment I'm in a good place in terms of uh, feeling like I'm not out of control and then you look around and it feels like everyone else is out of control and it's a a bit of a smug thing to say but when you've you've got your diary nailed you know where you're meant to be when you're meant to be you know everything's in order at home you know everything's in order at work you know the car doesn't need an MOT or insuring, all these daft things. And then you look right, and it feels like everyone else is running around like headless chickens and that you've got all the time in the world. And that is a nice a nice place to get yourself into, but you won't get there without some sort of routine, without some non-negotiables. Excellent. I'd say a non-negotiable, write them down, stick them on your wall, journal. But if yeah. you'd like to know more, just drop us a line. Hello at codebreak.co.uk. Nice. So, just to sign off, we've got some webinars coming up. We'll be—it's it's one webinar, but we'll be running it several times. So, if you're listening to this, 
keep an eye on Andy's Instagram, my Instagram, our website, our socials. There's links to it, and we'd love to see you there. It's entirely free. Catch you again. <laughs>